0: And welcome to the Grace is Brave, Be Brave podcast. I am Chris Kratzer, and it's so great to be back with you. I've been away actually a little bit doing this and that, a little vacation time, and other things going on. So it's wonderful to be back and hope you're doing well. And just want to thank you for listening in and for joining this podcast, number 12. And the title of this podcast is Becoming a Badass criticism slayer and in this podcast i'm going to be talking about how to deal with not just a criticism but also how to deal with the critic because i think for most of us we don't like criticism and a lot of times criticism doesn't like us and so i really want to dive into uh, things that can really help in that area uh, because we all have to face it from time to time and uh so i'm looking forward to that and we're going to dive right into that in just a few seconds wanted to give you a little update thank you first of all to those of you who are financially supporting this podcast we have more and more people who are viewing it so your contribution your generosity is going towards people actually experiencing this podcast more and more and more and i always appreciate the comments whether on facebook or email um uh, I welcome you to uh, express your thoughts and how these podcast episodes are impacting you. Love for you to do that. Also, if you don't really know a lot about me, uh, there's uh, my book, Leatherbound Terrorism, available on Amazon.com. Just look it up on Amazon.com. You'll find it. Love for you to check that out. That book really goes through how I became who I am today, how I transitioned from being a conservative evangelical pastor of some 20 plus years and making the huge sweeping 180 change to becoming the kind of, uh, I guess you would say, progressive uh, person and spiritual person uh, that I am today. And and it really dives into how that happened for me, what changes happened for me, uh, what issues really struck the change mechanism within me. Uh, to make that all transpire, and then of course it really goes into depth with some of the issues uh, that I had changes of heart about, whether it be LGBTQ or the Bible or hell or all kinds of any number of different issues. The by uh, this book actually dives into. So hope you'll check that out. Um, you can get it again on Amazon.com. And so in just a second, we're going to dive into it. This episode, number 12, Becoming a Badass Criticism Slayer. All right, well, let's dive into this topic because, you know, we all have people who criticize us. We all have um, critics in our life. Um, You don't need to be a public figure. You don't need to uh, have a lot of people in your life to be able to have people come in and out of your life who have things that they want to say negatively about you. Um, Some are trying to be helpful and some are not. And uh, I think for a lot of us, um, criticism is an area where we just (laughs) would like to curl up in the fetal position. We wish it wouldn't happen. Uh, we're not sure exactly what the best way to deal with it. And um, so it's a, it's an errand of our life. That's uh, a bit confusing. It's certainly complicated and it's certainly something that we don't um, enjoy. So you know, if a person says you, I just love criticism, I'm just so great at it. Um, they're probably talking a lot of bullshit because uh, if you really have any kind of soul, and uh, sense of self-awareness, uh, criticism um, is difficult. Um, and so I want to kind of just dive in here um, and almost kind of start backwards, because when a lot of people talk about criticism, they talk about, you know, here's who you need to listen to and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they kind of start that way. And I want to kind of start from, um, you know, here's the, here's the people that you probably should consider what they say you know, at least consider it. you know, when we say consider it doesn't mean that you're agreeing with it. It doesn't mean that you're taking it to heart. It doesn't mean that you're going to adjust anything because of what they say. It just means that you're uh, opening the door to the possibility that criticism might have some value, have some positive value for you. And, and for me, um, I really don't open the door very much unless the person reaches out to me privately. So for me, that's, That's job number one. If I'm really going to take serious what a person is saying in an area of criticism, I'm I'm not going to take them very seriously at all if they don't reach out to me privately first. So if they start publicly in some kind of public area or forum or medium, and they just start criticizing, I rarely really take that to heart or even give it uh, uh, any kind of consideration Uh, because if a person really is trying to be helpful to you, is really trying to, um, uh, take the care and concern to make sure that their criticism is heard in all the right ways, they're going to do that privately. Um, and so, um, you know, the other thing that's important, at least that I kind of look for is in terms of criticism, um, in terms of what you should uh, listen to Uh, the relationship, the depth of that relationship is critical. And matter of fact, it's, that's kind of a a barometer to me. If I have little to no relationship with a person who's criticizing me, I am going to give little to no (laughs) um, real ear to that. Um, But if I have a, if I have a a really deep um, uh, relationship with that person, I know that they have uh, my best interests at heart, um, that they're a, the kind of person who's going to speak truth to me in a loving way, but in a way that I need to hear it, um, then I'm going to really uh, consider what they have to say. And if I hear stuff from people, um, it will be those relationships, those really deep uh, relationships that I will bounce those things off of. So for me, there's a process. I mean, a person isn't just going to get a a, a criticism uh, directly into my heart without it going through a process, without it being checked and checked again, and then being confirmed by the people I know who have my best interest at heart. They love me unconditionally, and they're willing to say things that I need to hear, even though I might not like them at first. And so maybe part of the best thing in order to really become good with criticism is to make sure you have some relationships that you know that the person, you know, really cares about you. You know that they have your best interest at heart. You know that they can speak truth. And, and then you can bounce those things. You know, when someone says something to you, you can say, hey, you know, does that sound like me? Uh, does that sound something like I really need to, to give credibility to? And they will tell you. And, um, and so that's just a wonderful uh, thing to have. So when it comes to criticism, I, I only really start to listen to something if it's private and then any kind of criticism, whether it's not private or it is private, I will definitely bounce that off, uh, the trusted people in my life who I know are going to give me the honest and real, uh, feedback that I know is coming from a person who really has my genuine, my best interest in hearts. Um, because here's the deal. Listen, folks, most people who criticize you publicly, all right, whether it be on Facebook or social media or any other forum, those people who criticize you publicly, right, they're willing to do that publicly, have decided, they've already calculated that their relationship with you is less important than the jollies that they're going to get from criticizing you. They've already calculated that. And so sometimes I think people make this big deal that you got to be really careful with how you handle your critics, and you got to you know walk on eggshells and and blah 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 and this and that. I just really don't I don't feel that. If a person is gonna you know criticize me publicly, they've already decided that my emotional uh, well being, the way I take that criticism, and the relationship that we could have uh, with that with that person is already secondary to them just being able to mouth off and share their criticism and 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 get their jollies from that. And so I've already they've already decided, hey, you know what because I'm criticizing you publicly, I, I really don't care much about you. And because they really don't care much about you in the way that they should, I really don't care about what they say. So that's kind of the transaction is how that goes, um, you know, in terms of that. So I think people sometimes are surprised that I really don't give too much voice to some of that. I mean, I'll react at times. I'm going to talk about that in a minute about whether or not to react to criticism. Sure. I'll react to something, but internally what gets into me and really gets considered is not stuff that people share publicly or in some kind of public way. And the reason again is because they've already made the calculation. They've already said, you know what? I'm not going to reach out to Chris privately. I'm just going to blurt. I'm just going to blow my wad here on public and in public. And that just tells me already that that's something that I really don't need to listen to because that person doesn't have my best interest at heart, because if they did, they would reach out to me privately. Now, here's another thing that's important to realize. Okay. And I think this is where people kind of get trapped by criticism because oftentimes the criticism that hurts, you know, whether it be public or not public, the criticism that hurts, it makes us kind of take our breath away. Is often criticism that isn't necessarily true. So, so not all criticism that makes you, you know, that checks you, that that gives you pause is all is is true. Just because it startles you, just because it makes you think, just because it frightens you a little bit, doesn't mean it's true. What it could mean is that it's echoing your own self-criticism. It's echoing your own self-talk that's negative towards yourself. And so oftentimes when people say something negative about us or criticize us in a way that we're already critical of ourselves, that really hurts and makes us think automatically, oh gosh, that must be true then. Because if I'm criticizing myself in this way and they're criticizing me in this way, then that's two people. And therefore that must mean some kind of pattern that's based on a true situation or a true issue in my life. And that's not the case. Because a lot of the talk that we have towards ourselves is crap. A lot of the criticism that we have towards ourselves is not accurate. It might be partially true, but it's certainly not completely true. And so when someone echoes that, when someone confirms to you what you already think about yourself in a negative way, that can be scary, but it doesn't mean it's real. Okay. And so I think when it comes to criticism, we need to say to ourselves, okay, hey, If this is something that I already have kind of been insecure about in my own life, I probably need to have this checked out with some of the people who have an objective view, who are people who have my best interest at heart, people who can be honest with me and can really see me for who I am. And a lot of times when we take those areas of self-criticism that get confirmed by other critics in our life and we take it to those people, we really get an honest, objective view. a trusted view on that. It's not what it is. It, you know, we, we've, we've over criticized ourselves. if we even needed to accurately criticize ourselves at all. And so I think a lot of times, you know, people say, well, if, you know, if someone says something to you and it bothers you, it's just because it's your own issue too. Well, it may be an issue in terms of your criticizing yourself that way, but it doesn't mean that you're criticizing yourself accurately. Okay. So that's where you got to really be careful and slay that criticism before it comes to heart. You got to say, hey, listen, no, I got to check that at the door. I may be feeling that way about myself. That person may be feeling that way about me. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's something that I should take to heart. Okay? Now, let's talk about a little bit about, okay, so first idea that we've talked about is that, listen, least for me, I don't give much ear to people who criticize me publicly a person who really wants me to hear what they have to say. And something that's really important for me to hear is going to come from a private conversation. That's just by my experience over the years. I can't remember one criticism that came to me publicly. That was something that I really needed to hear or wasn't confirmed by someone who's reached out to me privately or someone who is a trusted person who has my best interest at heart. Okay. I've never Taking a person's public criticism without checking it and putting it through the curlers, and making sure it's real with the people who I can trust to confirm that. So, so for me, um, job number one is to discern: Hey, is this a public or a private criticism? If it's a private thing, I mean, then I'm going to listen to it. You know, if it's a person that I really value, if I have a relationship with that person, that is even going to give me more reason to give it consideration, you know, but if I don't have a relationship with that person or that person just comes at me, uh, publicly, uh, oftentimes that just goes in one ear and out the other ear. Um, so that's kind of point number one. And and then to realize that most people who have criticized you publicly have decided that your relationship with them is of less value than the jollies are going to get from criticizing you, which is pretty selfish. So they're using you. I, I have found that, that, there are a lot of people who publicly criticize who are what I call are drive-by critics. You know, they drive-by shootings. They just come in, they blow their wad, they make their criticism, and then they're on their way out. Even when you cycle back to them, they don't respond because they're just there to be a drive-by shooting, and you just got to ignore those kind of people. So getting back to this next point that I want to make, and that is what do you do then with the criticism? Um you know, how do you handle, uh, criticism? You know, first of all is to remember that you don't owe anybody a response. You don't owe anybody a response. I only respond to criticism that I feel like responding to. That is my gauge. If I don't feel like it, if I'm not in the mood, if I'm tired, if I don't want to deal with it, I don't deal with it. I don't owe anybody a response. If you don't like me, you don't like what I say, you don't like what I do. Hey, take it up with somebody else because sometimes I just don't care. And if there's something that I need to hear, if there's something that I need to change, trust me, there are going to be other voices in my life that are going to make that known to me, but it's not going to be yours. So I don't respond to every critic and you don't need to either. You don't owe anybody response. And just because you don't respond... Doesn't mean anything. People want to interpret that in some way that I'm the well. He's not responding to me, or she's not responding to me. Hey, they're going to do that anyway. So first of all, you don't owe any response. And then, if you do respond to criticism, I think it's important. You know, if you can acknowledge that you've heard the person say, "Hey, you know what? You know, I hear what you're saying. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You've got my attention. Okay. Doesn't mean you've got my agreement." doesn't mean anything at all. doesn't mean that you've, um, you know, triggered in me uh, any kind of desire to, you know, really give consideration to what you're saying. It just means I've heard you. So acknowledge that you've heard them. And then I often will ask for clarification. Say, hey, you know, what? I've heard what you're saying here, um, but help me understand this. Um, and I think that's a great statement. I think, you know, help me understand. You said this, but I'm a little confused. Here. Help, help me understand, you know, wh- what are you really saying here? Um, So oftentimes I will try to get some kind of clarification before I fire away at them. You know, I will try to at least understand, you know, what they're trying to say. I want to let them know they've been heard. I want them then uh, to clarify for me what they're really driving at. And sometimes that's the end of it. You know, once you ask a person to clarify, they run away. Uh, Once you ask a person to clarify, they're like, they don't want to deal with it. They were just there to fire away. They're not interested in clarifying. They're not interested in getting into construct any kind of uh, discussion. They're not interested in being held accountable for what they're saying. See, I, I I want to hold people accountable. If they're going to criticize me, I want to hold them accountable for what they're saying. Because if you're going to come at me with a criticism, I'm going to hold you accountable to explaining it to me and making sure I understand exactly what you're saying. And I can tell you, 75% of the time when you do that, those people will uh, will run away when you do that because they're really not there to, you know, really uh, help you or, um, you know, um, you know, give you something to benefit from. They're there to just blow their wad. And you can tell that because when you go to ask for clarification and really ask them to, you know, explain themselves and to say, hey, help me understand, they don't want any part of that. And then um, if they do keep on going with that and they do finally clarify what they're going to say, then a simple response, and I use this all the time, is, you know, hey, thank you for that. And that will give me some things to think about. That will give me some, some thoughts to consider. Um, you're not saying to that person you're agreeing. You're not saying to that person that, you know, uh, they've you know made you any different or that they're you're going to be, you know, all of a sudden changing, you know, your thoughts or changing your behavior. And you're just saying, hey, thank you for that. I'm going to give that some thought. And that's all you're doing, giving it some thought, right? Now, at times, um, I will confront a critic. I'll say, you know, hey, man, you know, what you're doing here um, is wrong. Or hey, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're attempting to harm your, you know, whatever it is, I will confront them. And that really is up to you. I mean, there's no hard and fast rule. For me, I really only confront if I feel like it. Um, I only confront if I feel like it's necessary. If I'm in a public forum and I feel like my response to this person is going to be necessary for other people to see, uh, for other people to um, feel validated, for other people to realize that that my forum is a safe place, I'm not going to tolerate certain things then absolutely I will respond to that critic um, and I will confront them. But sometimes, I mean, you know what, there's just no sense in blowing air air in their sails, you know? And I just, honestly, I just kind of do it based on um, if it's necessary that I respond, great. But if it's really not, I just do it, whether I feel like it or not, you know? So when it comes to becoming a badass criticism slayer, I'm certainly not necessarily saying I'm one of those, but over time, Those are the kind of things that have really helped me. First of all, what is the relationship that you have with that person? Are they reaching out to you privately? Those are big deals to me. Then also, job number one, no matter what the criticism is or who it comes from, um, you got to check it with people who you trust, who know, who you know, who have your best interest at heart and will speak uh, truth into your life in a way that you can hear it. You got to bounce those things off of those people all the time. And then to realize most critics who are, who, are, who are after you publicly, they really don't care. They're not really trying to be helpful. They're just trying to make a point. They're just trying to blow their wad. They're just trying to get it out there. And so you just have to consider that you have to realize, hey, that person's already made a decision If that if they're criticizing you publicly, that their relationship with you, their ability and desire to really be helpful is much more secondary than it is their jollies to be able to criticize you and get their uh, thoughts off of their mind and into your world. Okay. And then uh, the other things are just, if you do criticize, I mean, if you do get criticized, um, you don't have to respond. Your your response is up to you. And if you do respond, it's helpful to clarify. It's helpful to let that person know that you've acknowledged that uh, to acknowledge that you've, you know, you've heard them. And then, um, and then also to, if you do respond say, Hey, you know, here's a great response. I, listen, I thank you. And, um, I'm going to consider your thoughts. It's a great response. And then sometimes, you know, you just have to, you have to confront them. You have to say, Hey, listen, we're not going to have this conversation. Um, you know, the way you're handling this is not welcome in this forum, you know, whatever it is, sometimes you have to close the door. So all in all, just be careful, just be careful with criticism. Open the door to it very cautiously, very systematically, very methodically, and um, and incrementally based on your relationship with that person, based on how they've approached you, and um, I think those things will really benefit you as they've benefited me. Well, listen, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and uh, thank you again for listening, and I hope you're doing well, and we will see you next time. Grace is brave. Be brave.